listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I am your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And welcome to the studio for episode 132. Welcome We're doing back. it again. Yes, sir. Uh, we want to start out wishing health and wellness to Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, he went through some uh, really rough medical situations recently. I believe that they took him off. Uh, he's no longer on life support. He's breathing of his own volition. So he's in a better state than he was, but I'm hoping for a full recovery for him. My man's up there in age, you know, he has asthma, he's got a lot of, you know, conditions that he's fighting with. So, yeah, I definitely wish him the best. I hope hope he uh, has a speedy and full recovery. Definitely. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, you been watching anything uh, new this weekend? Yeah. Um, what did I watch? I watched a couple of things. Uh damn, why am I drawing the blank? I don't know. I can't remember what I watched this weekend. But I watched um uh uh other than King Kong. Damn, I watched something else, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, so but let's let's just say King Kong. Yeah, so yeah. definitely the Kong versus Godzilla was, in my opinion, I think it was a hit. I think that they definitely they hit the mark on the movie. There were a few things I didn't like about it, but nothing that ruined the overall movie for me. Um, you killed it with your description last week because pretty much exactly what you said. It's like this parts with with the with the monsters, a plus, a plus. Oh, the parts with the humans, mm, meh. They're, they're, they were okay. They're okay. They they didn't ruin the movie, but they definitely. <laughs> I mean, there was one uh, storyline in on the human side that was completely superfluous, in my opinion. I mean, it had one overall plot point. And that was the the storyline with the conspiracy theorist and uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character. Yeah, that's definitely it was. was not. They had two really good actors because <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name who played the uh, uh, Brian Tyree Brian Michael Ty- Michael Tyree Henry. It's either Brian or Michael. I keep fucking it up. <laughs> Some it's generic Brian. name, Tyree Henry. It's Brian Tyree Henry. Brian. But yeah, he he's a very good actor because I enjoyed him in Atlanta and a few other things that I remember him from. But um. I don't. He was really good in um, uh, Hotel Artemis too. He was yeah, dope in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he's he's a good actor, and this role was very different than what he typically plays. So I am glad to see his range, but I don't think that the role was really a necessary role. I think it was it was poorly written. I don't think he was the problem with the role for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean. But that's that's pretty normal, though. You know what I mean? Everybody knows from the creators to the writers know that you're here for the giant robots. So they don't really put too much effort into the human side because that's not really what you came there for. And that's not really, you know, it's not completely you know. understandable. And and I w- sometimes they can get like really good actors to carry those roles and like make them intriguing. That's exactly why they but, usually yeah. try to get name rec- name recognition mm-hmm. at the very least. But yeah, they're this hitting time, their demographics. No, notice how the climax took place in Hong Kong, right? No, notice that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't notice that. Um, I mean, you got to pander to the audiences, I guess. I mean, if you if you have a billion people who are going to watch it, yeah, if yeah. it own, but only if it has a, a scene in Hong Kong, then it is what it is. <laughs> trying to make that money, then we're going to send that shit to China. Damn straight. But um, yeah. And it, it, the reason why I think that those roles didn't hit so hard is because they were juxtaposed to the the storyline with the monsters. And those were such great, grandiose roles with huge battles and actually, like, interaction between the monsters, you know, that, that kind of forwarded plot line. Stuff like that. It was, like, really hard for them to try to, like, make those those roles meaningful when they were just completely distracting from what we came here to see. And so, yeah, it wasn't more. And I didn't feel that way about the the lead female scientists like her and the the little girl. They were more organically worked into the storyline. So they didn't yeah. seem, you know what I mean? Like, even if yeah. you didn't the enjoy a their story parts, makes yeah. sense. It's Made that sense. stupid B story with the e- even even the, the fucking bullshit conflict between her and her dad was like fucking it, it just wasn't developed. Yeah. And it's also one of those things where these motherfuckers mm-hmm. keep doing this shit in the movie where it's like. 
All right, so her dad ends up going to China to deal with an emergency, and her, through plot convenience, ends up in China. <laughs> yeah. When you like... really, you mean to tell me that these two motherfuckers are gonna find each other, find each other in the whole of Hong yeah. Kong? You're just gonna happen to find each other just like in, within five minutes of searching. Fuck you. Yeah, there was a lot of the fight between um uh uh Godzilla and okay, so yes, let's get to the meat of the story now. So yes, I really liked how he was so fucking mobile, man. That that was Godzilla's mobility was definitely surprising, and but I liked how Kong still had the agility uh advantage because like when they were in hong kong and he was jumping around the buildings that shit was gangster yeah 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 i mean he put up a good fight which is expected but you know at the end of the day i wanted kong to win but it makes sense like a nuclear powered amphibian is gonna win over a a regular organically powered anything every single time even even with a with a plasma axe you're gonna have trouble also my nigga had no range bro no range like yo well we knew that kong was having issues with his with his range mix-ups because he was letting godzilla with his little t-rex arms dolo him (laughs) and i was like nah b you're not utilizing your range right if you're kong and you're letting fucking godzilla fucking put you in an arm bar like get out of here Bro. I can understand that because you know Godzilla's strong. <laughs> he is so strong. It yes. doesn't matter if your reach is longer than me. If I could just tank your punches and get in close anyway, you yeah. know what I mean. If I could just tank them hits and just get in your face, then but you know the range don't really mean nothing. The, the, the real unbalancing factor was the laser. Oh yeah, yeah, that was Radi- the radioactive powered. Unfortunately, bro, that because you know I, mean? I think Kong Kong has tenacity on his side, and I think that in uh in a probably. A couple of more fights, he might have developed a strategy to beat him because he was doing progressively better. Even though after round two, Godzilla was like, "Word, nigga, nah, B, nah, B, we're not even resting for round three. Going right in." Yo, my nigga did well for like maybe ten percent of the fight, said. And then Godzilla got serious, and then it was like, even with the weapon, it was like. Mm. And so they also developed the whole idea behind the Hollow Earth theory, and um, like that's where the Titans resided or whatever. And uh, I'm very excited to see where the MonsterVerse goes. I really hope that they expound on this because it I has thought a that lot of potential. This, that's pretty cool. The potential is absolutely there. Um, the movie, at, and at very least, I want to watch another movie of those monster fights. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to yeah. see Gamera. I want to see Mothra. I want to see all of it. Even though didn't Godzilla knock those niggas out already? Yeah, Mothra already got. Um, Already got it most there was in the last movie. Yeah, King Ghidorah got killed, and they're using his head. Yeah, so the whole and then and then they developed into the Mecha Godzilla storyline, and then the 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 team up movie starts, and then that was kind of crazy when they were, when they were doing the team up attacks part. on Mecha Godzilla. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler! I know, but um, Fucking, that um, shit was gangster. Like, the, yo, I just really like the way how they uh, designed and made Mecha Godzilla fight, man. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that we're at this age in digital animation because, like, the way how he would use his thrusters to fucking yeah. quick change direction and, like, he would the charge tail. up attacks. Oh, the, my God, when he yo. charged up attacks, that shit was lit. Bro, and, and nigga, that nigga's mouth laser was no joke either, yo. Yeah, yeah. That shit was real, yo. <laughs> fuck Godzilla. <laughs> that shit was Godzilla dope. thought he was going to take him by himself, yo. He was like, nah, Wrong. Baby. Wrong again, Wrong. Bob. But yo, that shit was really good. I like the, how they, how, how Kong's uh, had to put the finishing blows on him. That shit yeah, was gangster. That was, that was a cool little team up attack. That harkened back to me, for me, uh, when... Optimus Prime in the first Transformers movie with Shia LaBeouf was fighting um, uh, Megatron and and all of the uh, I think it was Soundwave and the other flyer came in and he they were fighting in this big open field and it was magic mad. This was one of Michael Bay's strong points, honestly, because that combat scene was crazy. But it was just like the 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 brutal nature of him using an axe because he was also using an axe in that Hell scene. Yeah, it's just like yo, axes are Cutting no joke, bro. Up, bro. Swords are good for precision and skill, but if you're just trying to chop a nigga, <laughs> chop him. <laughs> Axes do the work. But unfortunately, given the display, I can't really believe that there was a long ancient rivalry between the two of them. Like, how did you even get that dorsal fin, my nigga? Did you wait till the guy till died and then stole that fin? Because based on what I just saw, it don't look like Yannick can really compete with that. But I also, I think that Kong is still a juvenile. 
Definitely, definitely. Kong but is I still a juvenile. Maybe Kong's is, next phase is big body. Again. Again. Okay. okay. Laser breath. The instant that laser hit my nigga's body, you remember his reaction to that shit? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Get, get out. Get out. So, I don't, I don't, unless, like, that's what I'm saying. Unless you have some sort of defense against nuclear powered laser breath. My thing, I, my only imagination is that at Kong's next evolutionary stage or whatever, his developmental stage, his hide becomes resistant to the radiation. Like, I guess maybe through consistent exposure. Maybe through time in um time in the the Titan homeworld, he might develop. I don't know, but you're I, right. He has I, to deal with laser breath. That, you're 100 percent right. <laughs> I don't know. Your this skin doesn't go too to much farther if he never deals with the laser breath. <laughs> so, um, so pretty much, unless they find a pretty convincing way to deal with that, I would really believe. But that's you know that's just I mean he did shit, really. He's got to be- get better with the axe. He's got to train with the axe because he was using the axe to deflect it occasionally, which was very effective. Yeah, and then, of yeah. course, the axe gets... Every time he deflects a laser, <laughs> the axe gets power, nigga. But I don't think that, that the axe is good against Godzilla as much. Um, Didn't seem to be very effective at all. Nah, he definitely he has the upper Godzilla? skill level. I don't even think that he even hit Godzilla. No, he hit Godzilla once, and Godzilla was like, word? That's when he started blasting him with the laser breath. Because he remember oh. Godzilla was on the ground, and... Uh, uh, Kong was trying to come in and he started but hitting I don't even him. remember doing no damage though. Uh, either way, man. Because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know if that could pierce Godzilla's high. Yeah, because really. that, that nigga's scaly. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, even when the other one was laser breathing, he tried to do the same shit Godzilla did and tried to breathe down his mouth. He fuck trying to blast your body like I'm trying to yeah, go for the, the, go the, self, the vulnerable spots. shit. Yeah. Damn, nigga, that's that's a, and it's funny like how in, in how to, when the Titans dominate another Titan, your show of dominance is ripping a nigga's head off. Like, all right, <laughs> all right, that is the ultimate show of dominance. I mean, way to send a message, you know. What I mean, sometimes you just gotta let it be known. Yeah, yeah. Kong definitely ripped off several heads, and and see, who knows? Maybe consuming all these beasts in Titan world will help Kong. You know what I mean? Like in uh, those old Evo games and Super Nintendo, you eat rare, uh, rare shit and you develop different powers. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like most likely their progression with Kong is to give him some kind of armor, I think. I don't really think. Okay. Um, because that's, and that's what I was thinking next is like, okay, Kong, it seems like there was some kind of civilization. It, it, it might have been primitive, but I think Kong gets like rudimentary. Well, he has rudimentary sentience because... Spoiler alert, he was signing to the little girl. You know yeah. what I mean? They were openly they're communicating be, and it wasn't just like... to be pretty yeah. intelligent. So, so yeah, I can see De- Kong developing armor. Exactly. Like, yo, my skin's not hard enough. I can't rock with that nigga. And the little girl's like, well, in my... In our civilization, we put things on our chest to block that shit. It's like, oh, word? Yeah. Let me step up the game. All he's got to do is just kill something with a hide that's resistant to it. It's like Monster Hunter, but for Kong. What? Kong Monster Hunter? That is some shit I would definitely get behind. That would be a dope-ass movie. Hell yeah. Because it, to me, it would be like watching um, World War Hulk, Hulk fight through the... You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> massive beasts. Have another smart titan kidnap the little girl and then Kong no. has to go on a revenge Oh, to no. <laughs> That would be crazy. That way, you know what I'm saying? That way you don't have to feel bad about anything that Kong, Kong kills. Doesn't. You know what I mean? You're, you're just, just like, oh, committed. You it's violated. Cool. It's all right. He's going, he's trying to save a little girl. It's all right. It's cool. That, 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 his head off. that other Titan clearly violated. And once you violate, it's a wrap. But yeah, no, Kong vs. Godzilla was a great, great watch. Um, it was really fun for sure. I give it a solid eight. And and mainly the only things that I detract for from it are that, that human storyline. Um, yeah, this, I, what other critiques would you have of it? I mean, I mean maybe a couple of corny like, points, but just ra- mainly that that that's but that's the, part the of the storyline. You know what I mean, the this human storyline. What you got to remember about Godzilla is it's a summer <clears throat> blockbuster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, this mm-hmm. is this is it's supposed to be popcorn fun. It's not supposed to be anything really deep. Oh, it, and man, so, it gets S rank in that, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So that's why I I, I even. And even the, the the little criticisms with the goofy ass humans in the movie, it doesn't even. It's not really that big. A, it's not even a detractor for me. You know what I mean? Because and the, honestly, the I can see that enjoyable. appealing to some younger younger audiences as well. I could yeah. see that because it, it wasn't that's, egregiously done, in my opinion. That's definitely the reason why Millie Bobby Brown is there is mm-hmm. to hit that demographic, and that's definitely why Brian Tyree's there. To hit I mean, that she acted the hell out of that role. It was just a bad role. <laughs> yeah, the character had nothing to do. And yeah, they were just it's so funny. moved along by the plot. I'm not gonna lie, I do kind of enjoy watching people act the hell out of bad roles. 
Oh, man, because Denzel's done it before. I've seen Denzel do it before. <laughs> just act the shit out of this role. And I'm like, bro, I just don't know if this role was well put to. together. <laughs> Gots to, you know what I mean? They can't all be winners. I mean, Wesley. Yeah, Wesley's a, done that There isn't a single actor out there who's got 100% bangers in their Mm-mm. filmography. You know, and, 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 and I love how there's a lane for actors like Nicolas Cage who are like, I'm just going to go the opposite. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to. I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> But yeah, dude, definitely looking forward for the for the progression of the uh, MonsterVerse. Uh, I don't, do the, is there any announcements? Is, has there been anything? No, they're still getting the numbers back. I know um, Legendary has has acknowledged the fan the fan outcry for the MonsterVerse to continue. Oh no, that that's always been their plan for for that's been their plan since they came up with Monarch and they started dropping those hints. So if they greenlight so another movie, it's definitely going forward. So so I remember Monarch goes way back, yo. Like there's a lot. How many movies are in the MonsterVerse already? Because I feel like there's like five of them, aren't there? I think this would be four. Uh, man, no, maybe you're right. Maybe it is five. There's um, there's King Kong. Then there's Skull Island. King Kong Skull Island. Is yeah. That what you're talking about? Okay. Then, then there's, there's the original um, Godzilla in this verse. And then there's Godzilla two, right? Yes. And then there's this one. Then there's this one. Okay, I guess it's only four. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, this is the second time Kong's back. Like Kong's, this is Kong's second Wait, isn't movie, there and this is Godzilla's third. Peter Jackson's Kong is the Skull Island Kong, right? That doesn't count. Different oh, okay. franchise different... entirely. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's where my confusion uh, uh, lied. Okay, cool. I mean, because if you're doing that, then you'd have to count all the other King Kong movies that have existed. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It's I know the same is... property by the same studio. It's just every couple of you know every decade you need to. Show a new audience the thing. The so thing been, that everybody So there's been about, two right? Godzillas, one King Kong, and uh, now the the joint movie Godzilla vs King Kong. Yes, I believe right. that's how it cool. goes. So we, can we can, do we want to do we want to theory craft as to where where they would go logically from here? I mean, they've already set up the the um they've already set up the the Hollow Earth thing. So that's okay. So whatever happens in that Earth? one would definitely be there. You know, what I mean, they had the main character set up their bases there, to, and then Kong was moving around. So they're definitely that's where they are because it would be Kong living in Hollow Earth. So oh, okay, as as what oh, they would do. and that's where he powers up, and that's where that's where the rivalry right. probably steps up. Got it. Okay, I like it. I'm and excited. According to them, or according to the internet, Kong has grown since um he was in Skull Island. He's he's gotten a lot bigger. Apparently, when oh. he was in Skull Island, he was something like 120 feet, and in this movie, he's around 300 feet as based on Whoa. the skyscrapers. So. That's substantial. Okay, so yeah, he that would that's the kind of growth spurt you'd expect from a juvenile, a very young member of its species. Yeah, so, so yeah. there's still definitely potential for King Kong to grow and get stronger, but it's like, I don't know. Like, um, I honestly, I'm not really sure what interesting uh, 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 monster would be up next for him to fight in that. But like. I don't know. My idea would definitely be for it. Yeah, taking, that shit was crazy. When taking they got, Hollow Earth version with King When they Kong. got to Hollow Earth and they were just flying and then that monster took out fucking Heave too. I was like, all right. Yeah. That was fucked up. I know somebody saw that coming. Can't you know tell me that big ass thing. I was so happy when Kong killed the villain's daughter, bro, because she was just... Yeah, she was annoying. They made her so hateable, bro. I was like, Oh, yeah, she was, she was, you know, honest, but even she wasn't that bad, honestly. She played her role. She played her role. This yeah, exactly yeah, I, I meant the character, not the actress at all. You know the, who she reminded me of? She reminded me of um, from Prometheus, Waylon, Waylon's daughter. I uh, I do not. I I only remember uh, Michael Fassbender on the main. Oh, character okay, later. yeah, no, she was just really like super militant, like about her business, about making the uh, the mission happen. Like, yeah. I got you. That was that was her trope. I'm a soldier. I got you. Like I understand. I'm, I'm just. I just didn't like her because she was a dick, and I was glad yeah. Recon killed her. That, but dude, that's she all. got. I, I was that surprised all. that all they needed to do was analyze the sample to replicate it. I was like, yo, yeah, I think this was on top of movie it. convenience, bro. <laughs> movie convenience. That's another one of the things that you just got to be like, really, really. So you're able to. It's not the fact that they were able to analyze it remotely. It's the fact that they were able to replicate it remotely. That yeah. that's where I had the problem. I was like, for real, my nigga, you, you had just, all the materials. You just you just didn't know how to this, put it together. Instantly, you're able to replicate this brand new energy source you've so, never seen before. Moving forward, who's going to run Apex? Because the daughter died, the dad died, and the pilot died. I mean, you don't know the character yet, but you know every every company's got a board, my nigga. True. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's also, no shortage of evil niggas to put in charge of this shit. Are you also, kidding me? Apparently, um, hold my beer. <laughs> According to 
Godzilla lore, the son of um, I don't remember his last name, but you know the son who's the um, Ken Watanabe's oh, yes. character's son mm-hmm. in this one. Apparently, his family. There's also another member of his family. So, uh, in as far as Godzilla lore is concerned, so I don't know. It's possible that we can have another one of his siblings show up and you know create. Yeah, one of his signaling siblings was responsible for creating some anti-Godzilla technology in a previous movie. Mm. So that's one possible avenue that they could be going forward with. But I don't know, man. Like, keep making Mecha shit. That was lit. Making Mecha King Kong next, bro. Oh well, God. clearly, clearly their their technology is as powerful as Titans. Like, fucking our, the technology that they that they've achieved in in creating Mecha Godzilla was. I mean, he was doughing up Godzilla and Kong for a substantial portion Hell of that fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. If it wasn't for the, um, if it wasn't for powering up that weapon, I don't know if it would have looked good for Kong. Yeah, and then that was I, I, that was so interesting. Like I, I, I liked how they put together the development of the bond between Kong and Godzilla because I don't, I, I, I feel like they're they're like a Pokemon rivals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they yeah. want to beat each other, but they're they're kind of homies. You know what I mean? They they respect each other because you know blue and red ended up later on. Their friendship kind of uh, you know matured, and so I feel like, like that's your what's mom happening named with you them. A color too. Let's be friends. Because <laughs> like you know, and I feel like by the end of the movie, Kong and Godzilla, they had a begrudging respect for each other, yeah, especially when Godzilla. When he powered up the act, and yo, Godzilla's smart as fuck because he put that together pretty quickly off of one. Like, oh shit, yeah. When when my beam hits that axe, shit gets live. So I guess this is how Godzilla's it's gonna have to happen. Godzilla's combat IQ is quite high. Yeah, real though. You feel me? I guess you don't become the king of the Titans without, without having high combat this IQ. Is his first rodeo around this Not bitch. at all. I think it's ancient. You feel me? Godzilla's got them strats and shit, and he's got them tactics. That's what's up. So yeah. Big See, hype for the He recognized in the beginning He was like yo I re- you, you got that predator energy So I have to come step to you To let you know you gotta, Yeah To nah. let you know But I see that you ain't hostile So I'm gonna let you live <laughs> That's real shit though No that's how real niggas <laughs> Yo when all niggas in the room Got guns You know what I mean That's how it is I feel so bad for King Kong With this bitch ass nigga On his chest You gonna let an amphibian Treat you like that my nigga Bro he's a reptile You rude as fuck You rude <laughs> Cause like an Never trust an amphibian. Land or water, pick a side. But um, the other thing that I saw was um the seven psychopaths. Have you ever heard of that movie? Mm-mm. Colin Farrell, um, uh, Christopher Walken, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Rockwell. It's basically about wow. this uh, Hollywood producer played by Colin Farrell, Hollywood writer played by Colin Farrell, who's an alcoholic and going through a tough time. And his friend decides to help him write this movie called The Seventh Psychopath. So it's the movie is told in a really non-linear fashion. And it's about it's about him going out and interviewing some of the psychopaths. But the way the story is told is you're introduced to them like sort of sequentially. And then you later on find out that he's writing a movie and all this other stuff. But it was actually a pretty interesting movie. Like, I, I didn't think I was going to like it at first. I mean, it has psychopaths in the name. Usually, if you're not using that as, like, an insult, I'm, it's probably not my type of movie. But it actually ended up working out pretty... It's actually a pretty funny movie. Sam Rockwell kind of... <laughs> he stole the show as the actor, as the um one of the best... He He's the best friend of the writer. And he's, like, again, that fucking archetype that I hate. He's, like, an agent of chaos. He's, like, oh, I want to help my friend... Um, I want to help my friend write his book. So I'm going to go and put up an ad in the newspaper. Hey, I'm looking for psychopaths. Come to this guy's house and tell us your story about being a psychopath. Like that, that sort of thing, right? Like he, good intentions, but like absolutely like no sort of common sense. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, do people actually know people like this and stay around them for extended periods of time? Like, I think they do. No, those people exist for sure. It's too chaotic, bro. I, I know they exist, but I can't imagine these people have friends that are close to them that allow them the opportunity to fuck their lives up. But I mean, when you exist in a world with no consequences, that might not seem like a bad thing to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so sometimes also... That might come off as benign. Like, to me, it's like, nah, man, there's consequences for that. Why would you do that? <laughs> but if you don't believe in consequences, then shit, that sounds like a pretty fun way to live, no? And also, a lot of time with relationships, you get into established patterns of behaviors, behaviors and, you know... They, they after a certain point you're just like oh that's just what he does you know that's just him he does that and then you just it just becomes a sort of a norm the fucked up thing they do but anyway 
The movie was um it was actually a pretty funny movie with mm-hmm. a, a pretty tragic end that with a lot more heart than I expected. It was actually pretty crazy. Like one of the characters, like the the illest character in there, one of the psychopaths, I'll tell you about Christopher Walken's characters because it's sort of spoilery if I give go into too much of it, and it's actually a pretty good movie. But Christopher Walken's character plays the the the, the, the psychopath who his story was initially told as this one dude, um, he just kept following this guy home. And every time the guy looked outside of his window, he would just see this crazy guy's face. And after a while, uh, 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 he got so creeped out about it that he was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to kill myself to get away from this dude. And as he killed, as he kills himself, uh, I don't remember how he does it. I, yeah, I think he slits his throat. And he says he looks out the window and then he sees the guy that was following also slits his throat to follow behind him. So it was like, that's how you're introduced to Christopher Walken's what character. What the fuck? A, a yeah, that is some terrible shit. <laughs> but then you find out later on, after you actually meet Christopher Walken's character, because that story gets told secondhand to Colin Farrell's character by Sam Rockwell's character. And then later on, when you meet him, you get the real story, which was that the dude raped his daughter. And Ooh. the dude was like, I, I don't remember if the, the dude was like a, a, a some sort of like law enforcement official. And like, they didn't mm. he he got no justice for it and um his daughter was half black cuz his wife is like a, his wife is a black lady and basically they he did that because he couldn't get justice for his daughter so that's why he stalked this dude and pretty much tormented him and when he slit his throat he didn't end up dying cuz someone ended up rushing him to the hospital so now he walks around with a scarf and there was like the really fucking it's it's ridic- it's funny um they do the reveal like like three quarters of the way through the movie he's telling Colin Colin Farrell is telling Christopher Walken his story but from the fucked up um, perspective of it and then he's like he just like takes it and the whole time Sam Rock was like no no stop 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 no stop don't, don't go any further and he's like no no it's cool let me get to this part it's cool it's, it's gonna be, you like it just wait this story's getting really <laughs> oh, <you're> like, good yeah. <laughs> that type of shit right and then he undoes the scarf and you can see like the, the wicked scar on it but the through line of it is um, ridiculous. Sam Rockwell ends up stealing the poodle of one of the other psychopaths, played by mm-hmm. uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, jeez. Woody's another one. I love he's Woody amazing. Harrelson. He's, he's fucking great. And he he's this um, he's like a mob boss who's also a really he's a dick. He's a horrible person, and that's why he stole the dog because he was like, "You're a dick. You don't deserve to have a dog this good." So he fucking steals the dog, and he goes on like a rampage to get that dog back. And during that rampage, he kills Christopher Walken's wife. So that's how Ooh. Christopher Walken ends up joining them. And they it's just, it's crazy. And like the way the movie, that's what I really liked about it is how layered it was. It's because it presented you this ridiculous idea on the surface. And as you dug further into it, it got really, really deep and circled back around to make the entire thing much more enjoyable. So it was a seven sacrifice. Surprise, very surprising. Hmm. Very strong cast and like a really deep story. I have to check that out. That's what's up. It's been a good weekend of uh, checking some stuffs out. But yeah, let's move on into some of the news been going on. So yeah, dude. So in preparation, waiting for the Invincible show to to wrap up its first season so I could watch it, I've been checking out the comic. And boy, man, Invincible comic is awesome. It, that is a crazy they do some story. Ridiculous things and that shit. And the characters are like everyone's so powerful. <laughs> yeah, like everyone in that, like anyone who's super powered is super super powered. You know what I mean? The the their their version of uh, Kryptonians, the Vermilites, Viltrumites, Viltrumites are fucking they're beasts. Yeah, these niggas could hold their breath for two, two weeks. weeks. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they could fly like into space for, out through the atmosphere. I'm like, whoa! And some of the, the the way they brutalize each other is out of control. Absolutely, that's that was what caught me off guard about the the show when I watched the episode one was just the brutality and the gore came out of nowhere. But I really, I really, um, I really liked it. It, it reminds me a lot of like old school anime, actually. Not even like modern modern anime. Not as gory as it is it used to be. Well, the because... comic is extremely gory, so I can only imagine the show. Oh, it's it's um th- that scene you told me about where he kills the Justice League. It's gory, like he brutalizes that team. Omni Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So it's it's pretty. It's I, I, <sighs> but I like it though, man. It's 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 like refreshingly different. That's what's up. 
Yeah, so the hype is very high for that. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, also, man. shout out to Seth Rogen because that's another uh, comic property that he executive produced. In there. Okay. Uh, he also executive produces The Boys too. So, you know, and he's really, and oh, I think Preacher as well. Oh, you know, Preacher's one that I never finished. I want to actually finish that. I might get back into it. But yeah, Seth Rogen doing a grand day. That is what's up. But um, moving on from that, another entertainment news. Dude, so this is a little bit out of left field, but this, you know, this bad Bobby chick, she went on OnlyFans and started her OnlyFans and made $1 million in six hours. And now while, well, that's whatever. That's I think that, that there's burr, a burr, lot burr, of burr. conversations around that to be had. Okay. The two conversations I think that are pertinent to myself are, A, as somebody who wants to have more children and hopes to have a girl, I have no idea how you could possibly raise a a young lady in this world and really teach her that her greatest asset or her value is in her mind when this is what the society is valorizing from our young women, really and truly. Like, that is crazy. I don't know very many women who could claim to have to have done that like a million dollars in six hours that's absurd and so boy man that just that that rocks me to my core as as somebody who who in the future I mean, might be parenting a young be fair, woman though oh. to be fair though as you can see she didn't have the best parenting no no she did not you feel me so at least that's one thing you can be like well at least i'll be there to try to Try to deter that, and 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 thank God, Carolina is a really good example of that because, and that's why I love that girl so much, man. She 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 inherently understands the idea that yeah, you can make money like that, and and you can't refute that. But there's there's more value to keeping that to yourself, and that's hard to teach, man. Real hard to teach in this current climate. Super hard to teach, and I guess that that's uh, as a father it bothers me. But I, that's that's why it's important for young women to have a strong mother presence, and you know because without that, boy, the world is willing to let you do whatever you want. Absolutely, I mean, but if it makes you feel any better, though, you know, Taylor's old as time. What she's doing is really no, no, not new. at all. And and that's why and and that's why I, I don't want to have a conversation about that. I think that that's her business. And I'm happy for her for making money. If that's that's where her value is, that's where her value is. I don't think that that's. I don't want to to down. I don't want to uh, reprimand her or or scold her or or even speak negatively on her for that. I'm just saying that as a parent, reflecting on my, on a situation that I do have some some control over. Boy, that would that that sounds that sounds very difficult to do as 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 a father. You know what I mean? And and boy but the other conversation i think that's important is yo what's up with all the pervs in america for real like with all the free porn out of there with all the free porn available in the world i can't imagine why people are paying to see this 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 young woman naked that shit's that's that's sad for different folks man there's seven billion people in the world absolutely (laughs) that's a lot of people who who have expendable income (laughs) to be spending on that that's a lot that's a lot you know what i mean and and that's that's an issue in an economy when so much of of the spending and i and i and i use her as an example but that's indicative i think of a large part of the economy is spending on non-productive things and things that don't even particularly reproduce well-being for an individual's life you know what i mean like that's a lot of money to spend on something that is available to free for free and so i don't know man well what i've read the common response to that is you can't well i was gonna say you can't get that particular one for free but pirates pirates would disagree easily but um yeah you know that's just you know, some people do that shit because they want to. I, I I definitely understand in spending money for exactly what you want. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I have my money for this, and I want that particular thing, and that particular thing is available for purchase. Not purchase. What I'm saying is that it's not a. It's an unhealthy uh, cultural norm to not for for that many 
for that large of a demographic to not have a cost benefit analysis that would say that's probably a bad idea. That's 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 what I'm that that's what I'm getting at is that it's a it's a very it, unhealthy uh, uh, cultural norm to have and and one that I don't think is sustainable. I don't think that that's sustainable. Similarly to to a lot of other things that go on in American culture, I don't know. I don't know how how like those people who are spending on that are probably not rich. <laughs> they probably aren't rich. I mean, I guess, but I don't know, that's their business. <laughs> you know, what it, I mean? it, it is their business, but all of our business is the health of the economy, and so we shouldn't promote business models that exploit the economy in unhealthy ways. That's what I was getting at. I mean, I feel you're you. right. It's a, and 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 and, I'm, and it's not to say it's not with, well within their rights. No, no, I'm like definitely I feel not you. It's that. just I don't know. It, it's just. It's one of them things, like yeah, and it's one of those things that you really can't fix. Yeah, you're standing There's against the tide of a uh, tide of the world again, mm-hmm. in, in that one. You know, I agree and, with you there. <laughs> There's no real. <laughs> you, the internet exists in the strength that it does <laughs> now because of porn. It does really and truly a, a substantial amount of internet if traffic. If it is wasn't for porn, streaming would not be as good as it is today. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, it'd probably be a couple years behind. I think it would be a little bit behind for sure. You feel me? It's because once people realize the potential of streaming videos online, that just became a whole new thing and it evolved into so much more. So it's a, it's all, it'll always be a driving force as long as America remains a puritanical nation that tries to yeah, over censor yeah. and over. And, that, and I think that that is the issue. People's sexuality. It's 100%. going to find outlets because the more you tell people not to do shit, the more they are yeah, going to do regulating it. Regulating this kind of behavior on the internet, I don't think is the way to go. Culturally, we once we stop, nothing from like, prohibition. Nothing. Oh God, no! Americans absolutely learn nothing from prohibition. They, 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 or they did learn something and they they just worked it in as a feature. Uh, they were much. like, ah, maybe, maybe we could use this. That is exactly what it is. That's why you declare the war on drugs. Yeah, we can criminalize a whole section of people doing this. But anyway, yeah. Good luck to her, man. I hope that she could keep that going, man. Cause, or at least if she invests it properly, she go buy some some Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Sit on that for a little bit. She'll be all right. I, I hope she gets her mind right. Feel mm-hmm. me? Because it doesn't matter how much money she makes if she mm-hmm. doesn't fix the emotional yep. issues that she have with the absence of her father and the gap with her parents and that whole thing. No matter how much money she makes, it's just gonna make her suffer. It's gonna just oh, she's yeah, gonna, gonna enable her to, to hurt that herself, can cause yeah. her to suffer. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I hope for. Like all that shit is great, but just girl, you better take care of what's that is the lesson. Cause... I think that's honestly the lesson of of nineties era R and B and hip hop artists is like if we don't actually A&R these people we're only enabling them to kill themselves accelerating that process yeah you know and 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 that's that's something that the music industry is going to have to come to grips with because I don't think the artists are too grateful for the little money that they do get and the music executives are making too much money off of dead artists for this to change you know what I mean the artists don't call out the people who are exploiting them the worst they really don't they really don't. The amount of times I hear Joe Budden uh, talk positively of all those executives who to this day are exploiting young black men, you know, with with no care for their well-being. It's like, yo, man, <laughs> you could keep that stance as long as you want and it probably will serve you for as long as you keep it. But it's definitely not in service of the culture. Not at all. Yeah, moving on from that. Uh, what else we got? Man, I did see this conversation happening online, which was which I thought was an interesting and a very important one. Um, and that was uh, there were some very prominent leftists online uh, who were coming at Killer Mike because of his his very his his public image as a revolutionary, but also as a proponent of capitalism. And that's clearly contradictory if we exist in a capitalist society and you're saying you're revolutionary you clearly are trying to move away from a capitalist society that's just in you know how those those things uh interact with each other but that's not to say that killer mike's not out there doing good things for people and and helping to strengthen his community at large 
Um, would I say that Killer Mike is a revolutionary? Absolutely not. But I would absolutely say he's an activist. I would absolutely say he's a positive force in the black community. And overall, the things that he is doing are with the intention of progress in the black community. So to attack him, I think, is disingenuous. Absolutely. Attacking him seems seems like you're just looking for publicity and not actually attempting to to engage his politics. And that's where where I separate from these these online uh, leftists, because. You could get mad at whoever you want. This is why I wasn't mad at Tamika Mallory for taking her Cadillac commercial. Because who the fuck is paying these people? Nobody. And so when they take one or two and they take some accolades to get a little bit, you know what I mean, of, of, of cheddar in their pocket, leave them be. Also, if you think you can defeat capitalism without using some of the tools of capitalism, you're fucking Even delusional. Marx. Utilize capitalism to try to combat <laughs> capitalism. So let's not, you, you know delusional. what I mean? Delusional. It's not possible. It's literally. The, but you literally the, can't like live in America without. Yeah, it's the the overwhelming power difference. Yeah. To, to try to um, do something like that is absurd. American society has constructed itself to ostracize every other economic formula. So to to come at people who are living in America. And attempting to 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 progress their communities and faulting them for utilizing capitalist methods is a little bit it's it's not pragmatic to say the least. You got to have a little bit of pragmatism when you're when you're critiquing uh, uh, other activists. And so, yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with with Killer Mike in saying that he's a revolutionary. He's not. But that doesn't mean he's not a good, powerful, and positive force in the community. And so I don't know why it is that people cannot hold multiple ideas in their head and why people can't just choose to disagree on certain things when your ultimate goal is exactly the same. Because ultimately, in the end, I'm pretty sure that that Killer Mike is not going to fight against socialist reforms like Medicare for All. And certain forms of, of of gun control. I do. He does believe in gun rights and ownership, but I'm sure that he believes in common sense gun reform, as they they call it, with with background checks and mental health checks and things of that nature. That seems pretty reasonable. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, we can disagree with with the revolutionary status of Killer Mike without discrediting the fact that that man is not only just an amazing artist but a positive force in his community. And that and that and and, and I think that, that that that's the nuance that is missing from this conversation altogether. You know what I'm saying? Killer Mike has done countless things and 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 this is public knowledge. It's not like he does this in hiding. You know what I mean? Like his public face is is definitely that of someone doing the work. Yeah, those nuances are often not lost due to accidentally. <laughs> they're do, lost due to disingenuous arguments yes <laughs> and so yeah I, you know i just wanted to say you know but i do agree that we we should you know killer mike should probably you know chill on the whole revolutionary talk because that's that's not what what he's purporting which is fine he's purporting incremental change to the system which and and the reason why i feel like it's it's a it's a particularly tactless move to attack killer mike in this in this situation is because what he's doing has tangible benefits to people's lives right now. Toppling, I hope everyone realizes, and me included, and this is something that I am firmly okay with, and this goes back to our discussion about how, like, yo, I'll just leave this shit and go live in the bush. Like, I could definitely survive without all this. Because toppling capitalism is going to cause a huge amount of despair to, to people while we fix the system. You know what I mean? Like, let's not, you know... Let's not uh, uh, be blind to the fact that we are calling for something that is likely to cause a huge amount of dis despair before it causes a huge amount of good. And so if I'm ever to balance that inclination, you have to be open and receptive to people who are benefiting people right now. You know what I mean? Like if all your preaching is, is doom and gloom or things that are going to, to, to collapse the system. No one's ever going to fuck with you. 
you got to mix in some stuff in there that's improving their material condition right now. Because the better their material condition is right now, the more prepared they will be if something were to happen to the overall system, you know, uh, uh, something that that drastically changed it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I just I, I, I want to, you know, I want to bring a little bit of, of of roundness to that argument. Um, I do. And as I said before, I, I wish revo- uh, uh, revolutionary wasn't part of this discussion because we don't have to be revolutionary to do the right thing. To help people, to get better results, you know, from our political system, you can get some better results without complete and utter revolution. And f- to be blind of that, I think is it's wrong to say that that's just uh, perpetuating the system to live a little bit longer. Mm, I'm pretty sure that that people in Flint don't think that you're perpetuating the system by fixing their water supply. You know what I mean? And there's people on the ground doing hard work to fix their water supply. And those people are activists mostly. And so, yeah, let's, you know, let's not discount the good shit that 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 people like Killer Mike do in places like Michigan that helps improve people's lives right now who need it. Because those are that's important. You know what I mean? Revolution. Absolutely. I'm with revolutionary thought, but not at the expense of the people doing good shit right now. But yeah. I'll I'll stop harping on that point, but yeah, I just want to give some love out to Killer Mike, man. Keep doing your shit, bro. Any, you know, there's always gonna be haters. Uh, moving on from that, dude. <laughs> did you see in Florida this fucking ABC report where <clears throat> it looks like uh, in Manatee County they had a nuclear waste processing facility that just like had an open fucking a uh, pipe full pipe of just sludge pumping out into the estuary Classic just like yo Florida. and then and then and then you look down maybe i think it's maybe like 10 meters away the, the fucking news reporter is standing there in galoshes wading through the the sludge and i'm like okay either you're fucking retarded or that's not toxic waste because the fact that they even let you guys near this toxic waste I don't know, but all I know is that they are fucking up that water bad. Hey, man. How else is she going to get her web feet, bro? Bro, she's looking for her superpowers? Feel me? Damn, dude. That would be fucking... Everybody be knows so mad if that was the first person with determined by where you are next to the tragedy when it happens. <laughs> you feel me? Your proximity to the specific tragedy is where you get your powers from. Damn. She's going for that fast running shit. But only in Florida, only in Florida <laughs> are you reporting about nuclear waste from the spot of the nuclear waste. See, if dump. she was smart, she would make sure she put an alligator in there so that the alligator could bite her and then she'd get alligator based feet powers. Yo, feel me? Can you imagine that's how Godzilla was made? Someone had someone released an iguana in Manatee County. And it got into the toxic waste. Godzilla's Floridian. It's been Floridian this whole time. Oh, this whole time, bro. It's a Floridian iguana. Fucking God. Which is a reptile, not an amphibian. (laughs) Rude ass nigga. (laughs) But yeah, dude, I was just, I I was just blown. I was like, this don't make no sense. Either this story is bullshit, or these people are honestly gonna die. (laughs) Like you're gonna die sooner than later. Like, that's crazy to be in that close proximity to fucking toxic waste I mean, from a nuclear facility. People don't really understand radiation like that, man. The, yeah, they, I guess not. <laughs> we, 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 did you watch Chernobyl? Yeah. Yo, the, the, yo, the people did not understand yeah, radiation. Like, yo, they were all hugging the firefighters as soon as they came out. I was like, oh, you're we dead. We understand radiation because when we were coming up, Chernobyl was a thing. Think, and yeah, so and everything <laughs> was based on radiation and getting... But, you know, even the Simpsons had the three-eyed fish yeah. and shit. Like, every... So our generation know about it, but that shit hasn't been relevant since Chernobyl. Well, no, there was a tragedy Fukushima. in Japan a couple of years back. Fukushima, yeah. So Fukushima yeah, Fukushima number been, one. Well, what was it? Yeah, yeah. That was a that was like ages ago. Two thousand and seventeen. And it's such a no. It's it's older than that. Got to be older than that. I was thinking 07, but my I'm terrible. No, I was days. in Japan in 07. I was actually in Japan. In 07. <laughs> it was like nope, nope. not this year. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Th- there's just I don't know, man. Good luck with that shit. Um, yeah, I trust the. Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, since the um, since it's so far out of people's 
it's not something that's really common in outside our field of California. Of most people see. are not aware where their where the nuclear power in this country is. Like most Floridians aren't aware that there is substantial nuclear power in their or how state. fucking dangerous radiation is. <laughs> I mean, or but it what just counts sounds as radiation? Like they, like, I don't know, man. It seems like a <laughs> like that one kind of screams danger. Like it's neon green, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I there don't wasn't know, a man. sign there. I didn't see a sign that said radiate radioactive. I thought so. it was Mountain Dew. Yeah. How was I supposed to know? Oh, because um, it's right next to a nuclear plant. Because I'm reporting on it. You think? Because you think I read what I'm reporting to the people? Hey, that. Why would I do that? Oh, so it's my fault for stepping in it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, so I've been watching the news a lot for the past couple of weeks. Of course, as I do. I've been doing for the past year or so, but I've just been kind of disturbed by the amount of um, LGBTQIA uh, legislation that's actually being passed and not in that they are moving to protect their civil rights. They're like the middle of America is doing everything they can to try to like erase them as people. Like they don't, they want to deny people who are transgender the ability to receive medical care at all, not even just for transitionary uh, uh, medicine. And that's crazy. I'm like, wait a second. How is that even legal? Like, wait a How the fuck does that... How does that legislation make it through a legislature in America without getting shot down? Like, if you can't discriminate on healthcare based on men and women, then how the fuck do you validate discriminating based on transgender identification like i just don't understand it like i the the ignorance i i that that comes out of the middle of this country sometimes blows my fucking mind and the amount that they go to codify it in law and then it passes it's just like yo just i don't know man i really just sometimes it really makes me wonder like is there any amount of progress that can beat that like is there any amount of progress isn't it is if, if the progress doesn't deal with the existence of that is there any amount of progress that takes us away from that paradigm yeah I, unfortunately i don't think yeah i don't think until america deals with its hate issue it's not it's gonna not much is gonna change really unfortunately as long as they're fighting that beast and it, and it's and and i think that okay transgender hate has existed for a long time um i do think it is somewhat derivative of an issue, a cultural issue of insecurity that comes along with a sense of manhood that is unrealistic, that has been perpetrated throughout Western society. And I think that if culturally they can deal, and and, and this is not to be reductionist, this is not to to make light of, uh, of the plight of transgender people, because it, it is fucking hard for them. You know what I mean? And and that's not even to say them as if they're separate from us. Like they are people. And you know, it 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 sucks that because of whatever is going on with their body, mind, I don't know, like they feel like they have to transition from their current state to another state and why does that garner so much hate? You know what I mean? Like I don't I I just don't understand where that ignorance comes from. Like I understand why they hate black people. It's a system that was perpetrated in society to validate an economic system that was meant to exploit a very small subsection of the demographics at the time. I understand why they hate us. They needed to hate us to justify why they were treating us the way that they were. That that seemed like I get that. You know what I mean? I just don't understand the projection of this insecurity that comes from lacking an, uh, uh, an adequate sense of manhood in themselves because that's the only thing that I can come to that would justify that would not justify, but would kind of explain Explain. the mindset of somebody who's like, I just, I don't even want to give you medical care. I just want you to waste away and disappear as a human. Like, cause that's what they're saying. That's essentially what you're saying when you're saying that statewide in Arkansas, we want to ban access to medical care for transgender people. What the fuck is going through your head? I genuinely want to know. I'm, it's like how people watch um, Criminal Minds to watch sociopaths because they're like, what's going through their heads type of thing? It's like, what the fuck is wrong? You're so deeply broken. 
and and it, it triggers my my vigilance. Like I got to figure out why that's broken so I can avoid it. <laughs> because whatever whatever made you the way you are, I don't ever want to go through that shit. Because that's just it's a level of hatred and 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 uh, intrusion into other people's lives that is sociopathic and is being codified into law. And I would love to see like. <laughs> like a movement to 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 deal with that because that that's derivative of a bigger issue and we can't let these issues get out of control you know what i mean like every time you get another offshoot issue that that is that is stems from the 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 terrible cultural norms that have been bred in this consumer society we're just we're we're making the problem more insurmountable and so we we should start trying to to address these instead of you know, like American culture typically does just shove their head in the sand and, 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 you know, make a bunch of jokes about it as if it's not a real issue, you know, like Americans love to make light of things that are currently a problem. And it's like, yo, my G, can we fix this before we start making jokes about it? Because it's really not funny. Not Sir, we have no intention of fixing anything. Next question. And, uh, <laughs> and that is really, I think the, the end all beat all is that, you know, I'm talking about it from my from the perspective of someone who's going through it and not from the perspective of the majority of people perpetrating it onto society. Because to them, it's not nothing needs to be fixed from their perspective. Yeah. And and it's sad because it, it, I think it really is to their own detriment. Absolutely. And that, that's the shitty part. It's like, I'm, you know, yes, it sounds like I'm talking about it for my best interest, but it's really for all our best interest. We oh, all yeah. do benefit from this. Definitely everybody benefits when everybody is less of a shitbag. That's a fact. That's just a fact. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Is what it is. I'm not, we're not encouraging you to not be a shitbag simply because I benefit from it. No, nigga, your day will be better too. The fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking about um legislation, there was, uh, there was some really uh, encouraging news out of the uk so the uh uk parliament commissioned a uh a couple of independent bodies to uh do a review on loot boxes to determine uh to 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 determine their links or any correlation between gambling loot boxes and problematic child behavior and boy boy did this not look good for for these companies in the uk Boy, does it not look good. So the reports came back with overwhelming evidence uh, advising that the uh, UK Parliament take immediate action uh, against the video game industry for their actions of unregulated uh, uh, gaming fraud in the UK uh, uh, gaming market. Uh, they valued it at just under a billion dollars. <laughs> FIFA, no. And they they not only did that, but they uh they drafted up the the first round of legislation it's all happening as justin hunt would say it's all <laughs> happening like they're about to get banned in the uk and they're about to get banned in germany and they're about to get banned in a, in a couple other european countries dominoes have fallen it's the first couple man it's the first couple and and i i think that the big linchpin for me personally is uh japan I wonder if Japan is going to is going to actually address gotcha mechanics. Because boy, if they do, gosh man, the mobile gaming scene will get so much better. So much better. Um and that and I think that it would be a, a huge boon to gaming overall. Because it would uh one of the things that they talked about in the study is that it has a deleterious effect on the video game industry as a whole. Because the developers begin to make games geared towards the monetization mm-hmm. rather than the uh, the actual uh, user experience. Moreover, they did the statistics on the UK gamers, at least, and only 5% of UK gamers account for 75% of loot box profits. <laughs> so it is clearly uh, an exploitative mm-hmm. model for a certain demographic of people. And then they did the demographic breakdown of the people who are in that 5%. And I think uh, the vast majority of them were poor people. They were not people who can afford. uh, These were not people who either A, lived on their own, B, uh, had steady employment. And so this is how they were determining that these were people who could not afford to to have uh, 
$500 a month uh, mobile gaming habits. And so they they uh, sequestered them as a at-risk demographic. And so, yeah, it, 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 they're, they're going in. It's changing in the UK, which is, I think, it's just, you know, UK Parliament has its problems. Don't get me wrong. But at very least, they function. Like, they work. You know what I mean? And and I just have a hard time believing that the American Congress is is functioning at all. Like, is it working for anyone? Like, is, is it even working for the rich people? Because, the you know, people at the upper echelon while they're getting tax breaks are getting reduced services. Like, they're not getting, you know, they're not paying as much in taxes. They're also not getting as much from society. So it's like, how is that, you know what I mean? Who Who is benefiting from the malaise of the American government? You know, they can't even, you know, organize to pass legislation to benefit society so that the people who are dodging taxes are actually dodging taxes and getting to live in a good country. You know what I mean? A country that has infrastructure, you know what I mean? And and ready access to, to, to medical care, you know what I mean? Where you don't have to go to a specialist, you know, in Texas because our medical system does such a poor job of distributing heart specialists around the country. Shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know who really benefits from the, from the broken system in American politics. But at least in the UK, you know, for all of their problems, for all the racism, for all of the, the issues with the monarchy, at least their government does... The, the, the bare minimum to protect their citizens from people who are clearly out to hurt them. You know what I mean? Like, it's so clearly predatory. We would be negligent not to do something about this. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to, to shout out the UK Parliament. You guys aren't the greatest body out there, but at least you're doing something that can have knock-on uh, uh, benefits around the world. Because, that as, as I said, it's close to a billion-dollar market that they're about to clamp down on. And then not to mention, you know, God forbid they actually put a lawsuit with some teeth in it and, and, and claw back some of those revenues to in a class action lawsuit for the people. You know what I mean? I'm that just I, that's be, wishful thinking. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be ideal. I, I, I'm going over the, the, the horizon at this point. But, you know, that's that's just my hopes. But, yeah, that's, that's just some more legislation I'd seen uh, moving along. But, yeah, you know, we'll wrap on this because I, I saw this was an interesting uh, phenomenon that's been been coming across the newsfeed lately. Um, vaccine distribution in America going very well, evidently. Very well. At the same time, reopenings happening across the country. And at the same time, cases are still surging. How does that, how does it match up that these vaccines that are supposed to be 95% effective are being widely distributed, but then as people start to congregate more, and 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 from what I've seen, the people who, I'm in the minority in that I'm not interested in getting vaccinated. You know what I mean? I know a few people who aren't interested, but the vast majority of people are getting vaccinated and have been. Um, I think at this point, they're, they're close to 100,000. I mean, I'm sorry, 100,000. 100 million vaccines distributed. That's almost a quarter of the country. Something like that, yeah. You know what I mean? So how is it that we're surging in cases as vaccine distribution is surging? That doesn't even, you. I mean, not to say that I don't expect to see an increase as the open reopenings happen. I expect to see an increase, but a surge, that means that your vaccines aren't effective. That just means that your vaccines aren't effective. Like you cannot square that circle. There's no way that you are distributing an effective vaccine to a quarter of the people and cases are surging to pre-vaccine num numbers. That doesn't make sense. Your vaccines are not effective. I'm not saying don't give them to people. Give them to people. It's giving people peace of mind. Have at it. But stop, don't lie to me and tell me yeah, that, that your vaccine is effective. When clearly you give people the vaccines, you release them into the public, the cases surge. They never said it was 100% effective, Gray. That a surge means that it's not even ninety five. It's not even seventy percent effective. <laughs> that shit is, and and then it's like, oh well, it was effective against the strain that that it was made from. <laughs> well, it's like, all right then, bitch. Then why are you inoculating me against something that that that's not that's not what I'm encountering? I'm clearly encountering other shit, or not me, but people are encountering other variants. So why are you 
pushing vaccine as our main form of 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 uh, control of this virus when the virus is clearly beating the shit out of your vaccine. Like I don't get it, but it is what it is. Whatever it takes for these niggas to open back up, figure your shit out because clearly the world has to continue at some point. It it does have to continue at some point. We're over a year past quarantine. The world's gonna have to 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 open up at some point to full capacity. These niggas need to figure out what they're gonna do to to figure to to get it safe for the general public. But if all they're gonna do is keep on lying to us, I think they're gonna continue to have a hard time getting people to follow whatever rules they think are gonna be necessary for public safety. You know what I mean? If if what they're saying is is that they did they haven't had time to develop a proper vaccine, then just say that. But don't force out an ineffective vaccine and then and then, you know, expect people just to ignore the, the, the obvious discrepancy in the numbers. That shit doesn't make sense to me. But that is what it is. I hope some 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 shit changes with that. Um, I did a little bit of research in there. I mean, the only vaccine that was has been developed right now that I could say, like, is based on technology that is genuinely proven is the Novavax um, protein substrate uh, vaccine. And this ain't an ad or nothing, but <laughs> I mean, that's the mo- that's probably the rarest one available to the public, is the one that is known to be effective. The only one that they actually know to be effective is the one that is not available to the public. So I'm just like, I don't know, man. I And this is what, and okay, going back to, to, to our original coverage of this when it first started, that's what I was trying to get at the whole time. It's like, yo, the American medical system just isn't prepared to do the right thing. It's not that there's bad people in it, which there are bad people in it, but even if there were good people in it, because I know people, I have family in the medical industry. I have good friends in the medical industry, but what I can tell you is that they aren't empowered to do the right thing, at least not from what they tell me. And 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 moreover, you just look at the actual outcomes from what they say they're doing and it shows, like, yo, they just—they're not prepared. It's a for-profit industry, just like anything else. That's it. They're only prepared to make money. They're not prepared to actually do their job. So, and so, yeah, you know, do you do what you can to stay safe. Trust who you can, but uh, I certainly don't trust those fucking those people. But uh, yeah. We'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on the social media, on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. And catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Peace. Take it easy.